Hi, I'm Steve Acuna, your host of the 30-Minute Sage, your source of practical advice to move forward through corporate and life changes. I come to you as a certified professional in change management and life coaching with over 25 years of boots on the ground and leadership experience that spans five corporate industries. This podcast explores the challenges of leading corporate teams through change with the audacious goal to apply techniques and wisdoms that go well beyond the workplace and into daily life. Along the way, I will share my successes and failures, my learnings and my truths as I continue to transcend corporate life and apply my personal mission to raise consciousness that activates the power of our human community. Welcome to the 30-Minute Sage. Now let's get started. Welcome to Episode 4, Sponsorship Survival Skills, Fostering Humility, and Change Leaders of the Future. Hey, before we get into the content, let's talk about the format of the podcast. First off, the podcast is casual and more like a conversation. This cuts down on heavy production and helps me to focus on sharing and content. In this episode, I will explore what it means to sponsor changes, the challenges of expectations, and what we all need to do to step up as sponsors to build leaders of the future. It's my hope that you test these ideas and apply what makes sense for your situation. That process I call finding your inner sage. As always, I will share a takeaway for each segment so you have something you can reflect on afterwards. And please don't forget to send comments, hit the like button, and share it with others to help promote the podcast. Finally, the podcast is not therapy. Change management can be emotionally charged, so if you're not emotionally okay, please seek the professional assistance that you need. Professional therapy has helped me and my family through tough times, so remember, it's okay to not be okay. All right, let's get into segment one, sponsorship survival skills. In this segment, I want to talk about the traits of a great sponsor, as well as some practical advice to be more effective as a sponsor. Before we get into that, though, let's talk a little bit about definition about sponsorship. Uh, So sponsors in general are executives or leaders that are deemed the sponsor or leader of a particular effort or project. Uh, In this case, we talk about change management projects. Uh, And you'll typically have a sponsor that's going to be that individual that a project manager or a team will report up through uh, in a matrix environment sometimes, uh, which means that they come from different organizations to work on a project together. And that sponsor is the one that's accountable for the outcomes. Um, now in, at the project, in the project management Institute website, there's a definition here and I'll just go ahead and cover that off here so that we baseline this. So sponsors provide business context, expertise, and guidance to the project manager and the team. They champion the project, including selling and marketing it through the organization to ensure capacity, funding, and priority for the project. They act as an escalation point for decisions and issues uh, that are beyond the authority of the project manager. They act as an additional line of communication and observation with team members and customers, and they act as the link between projects, uh, the business community, and strategic level decision-making groups. So in essence, they're, they're in charge of the projects themselves, and they're the ones that are, again, like I mentioned, accountable for the outcomes. Now, what are some of the great traits that I've noticed in the past that have really made me feel like, hey, that was a great sponsorship experience? Well, I'll just kind of go into the memory banks and just tell you that some of the best experiences I had with sponsors are when sponsors themselves have sat on the same side of the table as me, right? As somebody that's leading and driving a change project, meaning that they are uh, helping to collaborate with me and understand what problems are that the team's facing. 
they're uh, contributing to the solutions and trying to understand what opportunities we have as a, what I have as a PM or as a, as a team to actually move things forward through these perhaps unknown waters, if you will, when it comes to a, a new change or a new effort. Um, there's a there's a collaboration type of environment and uh, transparency that shows up in that type of relationship that I've seen as very positive. Um, the now, if I contrast that to sponsors that I've seen in the past or worked with in the past that have been different and not as effective, uh, those sponsors I, I can tell you right now, the sponsors that I think are the most ineffective when it comes to this type of role are the ones that uh, seek to blame the team for the things that aren't going well, instead of taking accountability and leaning into understanding how they can help or move barriers out of the way. Um, they're also the ones that are not available. They don't spend the time trying to, uh, they don't make the time to talk to the, the team itself or the project manager to understand how they can help move th things forward in a positive way. Uh, that type of behavior is really destructive and it creates a really uh, bad experience for project teams, especially when they feel like the sponsor uh, is, is actually against them when it comes to when things get difficult um, and is challenging some of the risks that they may intend to, to take in order to get through some of those difficult changes instead of taking accountability and helping to own the decisions or driving forward with the team. So very important, but you can tell, you know, I, I, you just know when you have a great sponsor, you know, the energy level is higher, the morale is higher, the effectiveness of the team, uh, is, is enabled. And you can just see the opposite when sponsorship isn't there or it's weak. Um, so that's really important. Uh, note, if you're a sponsor, keep that in mind because that's the kind of stuff that really helps you to be as successful as a sponsor or leader of an, of an effort in this way. Now, one thing I'd like to mention about leadership, uh, there's this whole concept about leadership, sponsorship, change management. You know what? Let's put them all together. And when you commingle all those things and bring them all together, that is leadership to me. Okay. If you are not very good at change management and you consider yourself a leader, I find that to be hard to reconcile in my mind. These days, change is everywhere. It's in everything that we do to try to promote uh, the benefits of our business, drive new products, uh, create experiences for customers. And if you aren't thinking about change management as a key capability or skill set for yourself as a sponsor, then probably already a bit suspect to me in regards to your ability to lead a team, especially a team that's really taking on risks for things that are that haven't been done before or a change that is new for a whole organization. So kind of keep that in mind. Uh, leadership is all encompassing of those things. And so that brings me to takeaway number one, which I'm going to jump into right now because there's a couple more points I want to, I want to cover off after this, but uh, takeaway number one, sponsorship is leadership and it's not an extra accountability that is assigned to a leader. It is the job. So again, sponsorship is leadership. It's not an extra accountability that is assigned to a leader. It is the job. Why that's an important statement to make is that a lot of times I've seen sponsors that are not successful think that they've been assigned sponsorship, that they are the ones that have trying to make the time to be a sponsor as opposed to the, what they deem as their everyday work. Um, collapse all of those. If you're a sponsor, collapse all of that. Think of this as your job. 
If you are sponsoring efforts and driving the effectiveness of outcomes, you are doing great leadership work. Okay. You're helping a team be successful. You're also helping your business be successful. Now, along those lines, I want to add a couple of things. One is, you know, the ownership aspect of it is also about self-awareness. You as a leader, you are not immune to the change that you're actually promoting through a project that you're sponsoring. Okay. So it's very important to keep in mind how you're responding to the change and how you're also perhaps even resisting to some of the change changes that, that your own project is driving. This is insight that your project team needs. Uh, it's also helpful for them to know that you're a human being and you're dealing with change just like everyone else. When you can accept that, then you're going to understand how to be a lot more influential in helping people to move forward through the change curve and get themselves on board and accepting of the change. So you, in, in other words, you're actually demonstrating what it means to move through that and you're getting ahead of others so that you can lead others through it. So very important component. So I want to leave you with that again, is just that Take into consideration your own experiences uh, because that is also how you show up as a great leader. Uh, and again, the takeaway, sponsorship is leadership. And it's not an extra accountability that is assigned to a leader. It is the job. All right, let's get into segment two, the importance of humility. In this segment, I want to talk about what it means to show humility in leadership and explore the benefits of, of its development to the sponsor and his or her team members. You know, but before we get into that, let's talk about what it means. You know, humility is defined as the freedom from pride or arrogance, uh, the quality or state of being humble, uh, a modest opinion or estimate of one's own importance, rank, etc., uh, you know, the word arrogance is really kind of a defining word as well, because the opposite of humility is, is seems to be much more about that arrogance component. So arrogance really is an attitude of superiority that's manifested in an overbearing manner or in presumptuous claims or assumptions. So, you know, which one are we? You know, uh, are we that person that's, you know, comes across as arrogant, somebody who knows all the answers, perhaps wanting to always be the smartest person in the room? Uh, you know, if somebody does come up with a great idea, you know, spinning it in a way that you were involved in that idea of some sort or, or what have you, all these kinds of little micro behaviors that, that could show a, a degree of arrogance is really that experience is what I'm talking about, reducing and removing, maybe eliminating, but using humility as much more of a baseline of how to behave and to lead people through change. So how does one balance humility with leadership? And what, is, what does that mean? Well, you know, when I think about, you know, my past and starting in, in business, uh, it was like wanting to always be the smartest person in the room because you were hired as an expert. Uh, in fact, when you had all the answers, you tend to have a lot more of the power, you know, when it comes to the direction setting or even the influence of what changes are. You know, so so by by thinking about that and being the smartest person or the person that, you know, uh, has that confidence and, you know, steady, fast kind of uh, direction setting kind of attitude, 
uh, that self-importance, like everybody else is unimportant because I'm the one that's leading it. And if I wasn't here, things wouldn't happen. You know, that kind of perspective is what I'm, what I'm talking about when it comes to the, the lack of humility that, that could happen in organizations. Now, in early days of my career, that was kind of an expectation. You had big egos, you know, people talking about what they know, how they, how they operate, what you need to do, because I'm right, you're not, that type of stuff. And, uh, you know, that started to change, though, getting into uh, when I moved from more of a consulting type of situation, more into corporate where relationships and, um, you know, motivating people, uh, inspiring people became much more important because of the difficulties of the changes and the importance of everyone being invested in the direction setting. So as a leader, I started to recognize that, you know, it's not about being the smartest person in the room. It's about understanding the smarts that are in the room, which is inclusive of everyone else on the team. Uh, that collective intelligence really opens up so many more opportunities when it comes to driving better solutions and how we can also help others through uh, change projects or any project, really. So why does this even matter? You know, why do we, why am I even talking about it? Well, here's, here's my, here are my thoughts about this. The lack of humility reduces the effectiveness of innovation, specifically outside of yourself. If you're not a humble person, right? Uh, you as an, as a, somebody who's perhaps arrogant or self-important could literally stop learning while everyone else has to go at your slow pace because you are not using the collective mind of the team. Right. So in other words, it, you are actually the individual that's not showing the humble, humble approach, the way of inclusive, bringing people's ideas and listening, learning, all those kinds of things creates a situation where you're actually stifling optimal progress. You know, when it comes to a project or a change or, or what have you, it's really the arrogant sponsor that becomes the barrier to creativity and the slower progress because that individual cannot accept the fact that others may have a better idea, may even have better capability, you know, but is it really about being an expert and the smartest per person in the room to, to demonstrate leadership? This is where things have changed. I believe with, an, with younger generations in the workforce, there's almost more of an expectation for the humility aspect to be a part of leadership. And as a result of that, they have more room to include their ideas or to share uh, new information. These days, information is so fast and is growing so quickly that we have to collectively think together. And being humble about a situation helps one to be in that space where you can accept other people's ideas, even if they're much better than yours. In fact, you should celebrate that because that's under your watch as a leader. Helping people to express themselves and to be as innovative as they can is a very huge, it's a huge value to the organization. And ultimately, it's a huge value to, to anything in society, really, if we can open up those channels and allow people to express themselves and self-actualize through the work. But that happens with leaders that are, are more humble, that can open those channels and hold the space for that. Okay. So takeaway number two uh, I have here is humility opens the leadership mind by moving your self-importance aside in order to listen, learn, and invite diverse and inclusive ideas from others. 
Okay. Again, humility opens the leadership mind by moving the self-importance aside in order to listen, learn, and invite diverse and inclusive ideas from others. So I ask you to explore this and the next uh, the next time you have team meetings uh, for a change project or any project, ask yourself, how are you showing up? What is it that you are trying to strive for when it comes to, to discussing an idea? Are you the one that's waiting to speak because you're not listening to what's being said by someone that's that perhaps has a great idea in the room? Are you so self-important that uh, everything has to, the buck stops with you when it comes to the idea generation and even the credit perhaps that gets shared based off of successes of the team? You know, think about these things and how they show up. People are watching. You are a leader and people are watching this behavior. Uh, most importantly, they're also learning the behavior. So younger generations start to recognize that, you know, these are acceptable behaviors to be arrogant, perhaps, or this is how you get ahead in a business. You know, let's shift this. Let's think about the future proofing of our future leaders, which I'll get into in segment three. But let's start the ball with us. Let's start the ball rolling with us, with the individual, with what's in your mind, how you are sharing your ideas, how you're open to other people's ideas. The days of self-importance, that those days are, are limited, if not falling short and uh, hopefully over soon. Self-importance is not where it's at when it comes to innovation. It's really about the inclusiveness of ideas, the openness, the listening, and the learning. Humility is a key for that. So again, the takeaway, humility opens the leadership mind by moving your self-importance aside in order to listen, learn, and invite diverse and inclusive ideas from others. Now let's go forward with this and test it. Try it out. You'll find that the team itself will light up with so many new ideas, some that you never would have thought of yourself ever. And that's really important to know. You're moving things forward because you are leading a team of minds that are powerful together. All right, let's get into segment three, change leaders of the future. So let's start this segment with something different. How about a commitment? Let's collectively commit to our future by committing to every person as a future leader that we work with. So if we, if we did that in our minds, what will we teach them? What will we show them? What will we demonstrate as current leaders? What can we offer for them to become better than we ever will be as leaders? What does that mean? You know, in the end, uh, to develop future leaders, uh, we need to share the hard lessons we've experienced. A real big part of this podcast is doing just that. And this is something that I'm really trying to promote for myself in sharing my ideas and experiences with humility. And you could tell because some of the stories are pretty uh, pretty tough to talk about sometimes. Sometimes they're, they're funny, but I can laugh at them now. But in the moment, you know, when these things are happening, some of them are really difficult to, to experience. But I hope that, you know, everyone sees the humor in some of these stories that I tell because honestly, I, I do laugh a lot uh, and I laugh a lot at myself about that. 
but they're great lessons that I've gained uh, from these experiences that I try to share through this podcast in a way that helps to really ignite some new ideas from people, uh, hopefully brings you in, draws you in into, into things that could help you evolve in your own way, right? So we want to hold the intention of investing in future leaders. So the support of their growth and their, their ensuing success becomes our legacy. So if we think about shifting, you know, where we are today as uh, perhaps a current leader uh, driving change, you know, there is going to be a day when uh, you're going to recognize that retirement's a lot closer uh, than you thought. And there's going to be a day where you're going to recognize that some individuals that work for you or work with you that are from younger generations in business show uh, the promise that you did when you were their age, uh, when you were at their level of development in the corporate life or in life in general. And that is something that is a, a really interesting experience. Uh, I, I have started to experience that more and more when I realized that I'm not as fast as I used to be with technology, although I, I consider myself somebody who's pretty savvy. Uh, it's, it's definitely a relative scale. But when I think about future leaders and I think about what is it that I can do to offer uh, more insight, more knowledge, more teaching, uh, you know, it's a natural progression to move into a space where you've gained some insight and wisdom and you want to share it. So I suggest that you take action now, share the ideas that you have. That's what I'm doing with this podcast. I'm sharing the ideas and it might help a few people. It might help a, a ton of people. It really doesn't matter to me uh, if it helps just one person, that's enough, right? I believe that a lot of the things that I've learned, though, as a leader and, and developing into a leader, even early days of my career, really are meaningful for folks that are going through that journey now. So a couple of things that I've kind of picked up along the way, you know, I really focus on, you know, less of the self-promotion nowadays. Uh, although it's important to keep a job and you need to make sure that the value that you bring is understood, you know, all of that, set, setting all of that aside though, it's really more about empowerment of team members and recognizing their potential, um, acknowledging and sharing what you know about their potential so that they understand themselves to be the leaders that you're looking forward to developing, right? Uh, individuals like this also are going to grow into this whole idea of change management and helping people through difficult change, right? And so change management is definitely a competency that can be shared, expressed, uh, modeled, and reinforced uh, when it comes to the key success factors of being an impactful leader. I, I suggest that by bringing people into this uh, fold of change management or ways of helping people through difficult challenges, be transparent, show, show what, you know, uh, demonstrate it, express what mistakes you've made and be okay with that. Show the humility that, uh, that I believe all great leaders can exhibit and knowing that they weren't always the best in their life. They grew into what they know today because of the experiences that they were offered uh, the possibilities were there for them. And sometimes mistakes get made when you're trying to go after those opportunities. And that's okay 
because all of those are learning moments. And if we're able to be humble and transparent with individuals with the potential of being great leaders of our future, imagine who they're going to think of when they think about the most influential folks that have been a part of their lives. It'll likely be somebody that has brought those things to them with intention, focus, uh, and care. Uh, so it's really important. Uh, I believe that, you know, uh, coaching and empowerment for future generations of leaders is really where it's at. I get so much energy in helping uh, younger folks that are newer in their career path uh, and they're hungry to understand what is it that they can learn? What can they, what can they glean? What wisdom do you have that they can try for themselves to build more of that capability within their own spirit? So the idea here too, and I want to emphasize this from segment two, try to normalize humility. Try to make it something that is discussed and understood as a key component to being a great leader. Uh, now that doesn't mean be weak. That doesn't mean that you're going to be a doormat to, to others. That's not what humility means. It really means the inclusiveness. It really means setting your self-importance aside so that others have room to breathe and to express themselves. Uh, and that optimizes the learning. It optimizes the transparency and the trust development with team members. So leaders of the future I have a lot of high hopes for what you are going to do for business and society in this world. We need to ensure that there's inclusiveness around the world, in our society, in our businesses, in our homes. And the future leaders are the ones that are going to have them maintain that particular perspective because of what you've brought forward for them, because of what you've shared, because of the transparency that you are able to, to express. Okay, so let's invest in those future leaders. Let's invest in the earlier, gen younger generations, and let's know that they they will have this world in great hands with the knowledge and wisdom that they will possess because of your sharing and teaching. So takeaway number three, the leader of the future drives a learning culture with humility, capability, and curiosity for what is possible. So again, the leader of the future drives a learning culture with humility, capability, and curiosity for what is possible. Now, let's ask ourselves this question. How have we helped the future leaders of our world? Have we done this with intention? Maybe it's time to start thinking about that and taking action today to help those leaders be the best possible leaders they can be for our future. All right, let's go ahead and summarize our episode. In segment one, Sponsorship Survival Skills, we covered the role of the sponsor in change projects and what it means to be effective. Key to the segment was that leadership, sponsorship, and change management capabilities all collectively make up what it truly means to be an effective leader. The takeaway was sponsorship is leadership, and it's not an extra accountability that is assigned to a leader. It's the job. In segment two, importance of humility, we talked about the advantages of demonstrating humility versus arrogance or self-importance. A key benefit of humility is that it enables inclusive ideas from others that can drive new levels of innovation and how a lack of humility can stop one from learning. 
The takeaway was, humility opens the leadership mind by moving self-importance aside in order to listen, learn, and invite diverse and inclusive ideas from others. And finally, in segment three, Change Leaders of the Future, we talked about how important it is to share experiences, lessons, and wisdoms with transparency to invest in future change leaders. We discussed how competency and change management will be invaluable to future leaders and how important it is to reinforce this with those that you mentor. The takeaway was, the leader of the future drives a learning culture with humility, capability, and curiosity for what is possible. And with that, I'll leave you with a question. How have you helped a future leader today? Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and I look forward to you joining me next time. Mm-hmm.